a wonderful morning out there once again. Welcome to another live broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips. I came to a blessed morning this morning. I hope you had a wonderful night rest. Well, by the grace of God this morning, we're going to continue to examine and re-examine some of the things the Spirit of God has been emphasizing to us in the past couple of weeks. Well, this morning, I hope I'm just going to take a little time with us uh, because I'm still, uh, you know, putting some materials together. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm believing God this morning that, you know, we're just going to re-examine some, you know, uh, scriptures and some, you know, principles that uh, is helping us to, to track, you know, the, the speakings of God and, of course, the movement of God in this brand new day. This is a new day. And there are a lot of things that we are rediscovering. There are a lot of things that are, you know, becoming clearer to us. Things that, you know, we never understood before. Things that maybe we, we did under, understand, but we took them for granted. We are looking at them again. So uh, th this priesthood must be well aligned, well, you know, uh, 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 connected to, you know, to the, to the right, you know, spiritual footing, to the right perspective, to the right direction. And I think that is the job God has given to me, all right, that we want to bring back his presence. We want to bring back his counsel and desire to our life, to our nation, to our family, to our community. But how we go about that, I think it's something that we need to really pay close attention to. At least that is something the Spirit of God is emphasizing personally to me that, you know, the way and manner we go about what, you know, the Lord is demanding and expecting of us and showing us in this new day requires all right, a total, total commitment. And I tell you, it's going to take a lot of grace. It's going to take a lot of commitment, a lot of, you know, understanding and a lot of patience. The fruit of the Spirit must play out in this brand new day because there's the tendency to want to run ahead, to want to quickly prove a point, to want to quickly do things that may, you know, really jeopardize what the Lord is doing. I understand the nature of the days that we live in. I think that is the first thing that everybody must, you know, come to, you know, to grapple with. What is this new day about? What is God doing? What is God saying? Where is he leading us into? All right. Okay. All of that, we must be able to you know, to pick that and, and, and make sense of it in, in, in terms of, you know, of course, our spiritual understanding. We have to be able to make sense. I do not think that we have been able to fully come to grasp what God is doing, fully come to, you know, realize, you know, where we are, what, where we have been brought into. You know, it's like, it's like somebody who's never been to a place before. And the moment you step out of, you know, that, you know, tra transportation it could be a ship, it could be a plane, it could be whatever. Of course, the first thing that happens is that you captivated, you are overwhelmed by, all right, by this new reality, by this new place, by this new region or whatever it is. All right. And it's going to take a while for you to begin to focus on the, you know, the reason why you're there. But, you know, the, the, the beauty, you know, the, 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 the structures, how life is there, you know, the language, the people, the food. You know, you, we, we, you, you first, you know, get carried away by the peripherals before you begin to realize, oh, wait a minute, I am actually here for a reason. And that's a general thing about life. And I believe the same thing applies to where we are today. All right, we've been we've been brought out of the ark. Okay, we've been dealing with the dynamics of coming out of the ark, and I'm sure a lot of people are still in the shock. 
I, I believe so many people are still in the shock of, you know, this new day, this new thing God is doing, this, this you know, reset, if you will. All right, everything that they have ever known, everything that you know had ever been, you know, given to them that they had ever connected to, you know, life, people, relationship, you know, business, career, everything, all right, that defined them had been shifted, changed. Suddenly, you woke up into a new day. You know, you you begin to ask yourself, how did I get to this point? What's going on? How did I get to this location? All right, yes. A lot of people are still in the shock, even though we don't want to admit it. We, you know, we may not want to talk about it, but that is the reality. And I can tell you, the first for the first, you know, when this whole thing began, you know, uh, uh, late last year when God began to speak to me about this new day, God told us, and I remember sharing the word, and I remember even posting, you know, uh, uh, some of the captions on my timeline. All right, that this thing is going to take ten years. What God is doing right now, this move is going to take a decade, 10 good years. Can you believe that? Now, that takes capacity. That takes a sense of longevity. That takes tenacity of the spirit. That takes more than just your little faith to claim something. That takes the ability to wait. It takes courage. It takes determination. It takes the spirit of Caleb to engage this new day. Please do share this link if you're watching this morning. If you, uh, if you enjoy, if you love what you're, you, what you're hearing, please do me a favor, share it because we're tracking something. We are trying to connect with the heart of God regarding this new day. I believe so many people are, at, are, are you know, believe, yes, we're in a reset. Okay, let's just go back to how life is. All right, but it's beyond just going back. There are a lot of dynamics that are taking place. There are a lot of things right now that must fall in line, that must align in our life. And some of these things I tell you, they are not going to go the way we want. They are not going to go the way we want. But the first thing we must understand that we are not permitted to die. We are not going to die in the wilderness of this new day. We are we refuse, amen, to die in the in the transition. We are going to come out on the other side. And we're going to come out stronger. We're going to come out, amen, more, more transformed, empowered, amen, more, 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 more vigored, more, you know, you know, capacitated, more resource, because that is what the Lord wants. But we are not going to shy away, amen, from all of the things that the Spirit of God, all right, is saying to us, is demanding from us, is requiring of us. There are certain things that must die in our life in this new day. You say, but I, I thought we just died. <laughs> I thought I thought we just I thought we just that I just I thought we just came into into a new day. Yes, even an, even a newborn that is born amen today. I tell you there are things that you must avert from that child's life. There are certain things you've got to you've got to. The first you must do amen is to cut the umbilical cord. All right, the connection of that child amen to to where that child was coming from, to where that child was sourcing life from. You've got to cut it off. If this child must succeed and it, and, and 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 survive amen in life in this new life in this new day, you've got to cut the umbilical cord. If you don't cut it, the child will die. Think of, just think about that. So, so you, you can see. And I understand that, I mean, my job is beyond just preaching and telling you, okay, what God expects and demands of us. There are responsibilities that we, we have to align to. There are, there are principles of thought pattern that we have, to, we have to imbibe, we have to accept. There are things 
that must become part and parcel of our life in this in this new day there are realities that we cannot run from all right there are still issues in our life okay that we have to deal with we've got to understand them we have to be able to you know like i said you know die to those things and begin to see the new day and begin to see amen the sound of a new voice of, of, of the voice of the new day remember that's, that's a scripture we were tracking a few days ago, or rather, well, last week, yeah, 1 Corinthians you know, uh, 14. I'm going to be looking at that scripture again because in this new day, we cannot afford to be having a muffled sound. We cannot, we cannot afford to be seeing men walking like trees. We cannot, be, we cannot afford to be hearing but not hearing with clarity. So the sense of clarity, the sense of understanding, the sense of, amen, of articulation, must define, amen, our, our movement, our coming out, and our engagement, amen, in the earth. We've got to believe God, amen, for strength, amen, to face certain things. First of all, in our own life, in our own space, amen, before we begin to talk about engaging, you know, um, the powers that be, amen, in, 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 the, in the marketplace and in the world system, all right? The authority God has given to us, given to us today, amen, is to bring ourselves and lay down our life, amen, on the altar. That, that authority, that will that has been given to you because your will is your authority. That authority that has been given to us, amen, to make decisions in the earth, first of all, must be, must be laid on the altar as a sacrifice, amen, unto him. That thing must rise, our will must rise up to him as a sweet-smelling savour. Then, hallelujah, his kingdom can find the expression and begin to speak through our life, even as we begin to transverse the earth, as we begin to engage, amen, this new day. So we are tracking something very, very important. Please share this link. I feel the Lord is saying something very unique this morning, as much as many of the things that we are talking about are things we have we've dealt with before. But I, I, I'm just kind of, if you will, this morning doing a recap. I'm, I'm just rehearsing again some of the things that we have we have talked about. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm going back to some of these scriptures, okay? Because the word of God, of course, is life. Every time you engage the word of God, you find something new there. Amen? His, 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 his word is everything. Ever new his ways are new hallelujah we have completed a circle in the spirit we are beginning another one each circle amen of our journey in the spirit is to bring us to a higher position of maturity and perfection in the things of the spirit amen our movement and our journey in the earth amen is to be is to be ready and, be, and to be prepared hallelujah for the sound of the bridegroom for the sound of the bridegroom, that when that sound, hallelujah, finally declare that the bridegroom is here, we must be ready, hallelujah. We must be ready. We must be a, man, a people in the earth, hallelujah, that can, hallelujah, go on with him. That is what we are doing, amen. All of the things that we are talking about must, amen, enter into that context, amen, that we want to be a people in the earth, hallelujah, that is ready when he arrives, when he arrives, when the Son of Man arrives, we want him, hallelujah, to find faith. We want him to find us in the place of faith. And I tell you, like I always tell you, it's not going to be that easy. I'm, I'm not one of those who preach, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, uh, an idealistic message. No, I'm going to show you the demand of God. I will tell you, amen, the process, amen, for that demand to, you know, to be met. I will tell you if we have to go through fire, I will tell you that we need to go through fire. And guess what? When we go through that fire, he said, I will be there with you. 
He did not save you know, you know, Daniel and his, and his colleague amen, before the fire. No, he saved them in the fire. He allowed them to be in the fire so that his glory, everything that God is doing in this brand new day is to receive for himself a glory. He wants a glorious people, a glorious church. And that's why we've been talking about amen, the concept of the priesthood. If, if, if we're going to give God glory, then we have to give him glory via the protocol, amen, of the priesthood that he's choosing, that he has chosen, that he's demanding for this brand new day. So all the transitions that must take place in our life, amen, we've got to understand them. These are the requirements of God, amen. These are the things he wants us to do. These are the principles and the process that he has given to us. We have to follow them. We cannot claim, we cannot claim, amen, spiritual things when we have not given God the journey. We cannot claim, hallelujah, spiritual things when we have not abide, amen, in his ways, in his will. We cannot claim to have authority, to have power, and to be, amen, in this new day. All I, all I care, we can be talking about the new day, amen, while in our state of mind, we are still, amen, in the days before the ark, before the flood. We can be talking, we can, have a, we can have the lingua of a new day and not have, and not align to the experience of the new day. And that's my fear. I was speaking to, you know, a, 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 a sister not too long ago and I was sharing this, you know, this, this, this concept with her. This is my fear. These are the things that, you know, that sometimes bother me. That, you know, we, we don't just... I am so aware of what God is doing. Maybe because the Lord, amen, has been speaking and been preparing my heart. And the fact that God prepares your heart does not mean that you're prepared. <laughs> you understand the things of God. Oh, it takes his mercy. It takes his grace. It takes his word. It takes his will. It takes, amen, us connecting to that, you know, mercy, to that greed, to that anchor. Hallelujah. For us to keep this, to keep this ship, amen. Not to, be, not, to be, not to be drifted by the wind that is blowing in our day. We need to anchor our faith, hallelujah, in his ways, in his word, in his will, in his counsel. We need to understand the dynamics of the seasons we've been brought into. The voice of God has to be clear to us. I know God is speaking in a multidimensional way. I know God is emphasizing different things. If you, if you sit down and listen to many of the things all right, that we've been talking about, I am quite aware, amen, of the various layers of the emphasis of the Spirit. I am quite aware, amen, of the highlights of the Spirit. Yes, we're dealing with the restoration, amen, of the altar. We're dealing with the restoration, amen, of, you know, of the priesthood. We're dealing with the restoration of, of love. Remember, we talked about, you know, God restoring his love back because if we lose love we've lost everything if we lose the love of God if we lose amen the context of the love it is the love of God that will propel us that while we're well while we're going through amen try and suffering and need and lack amen tribulation is because we've got the context of his love in our heart then we can bear it the Bible says for the joy that was set before him if joy is not set before us if the love of God is not set before us I tell you some of the things that will be thrown to us in this last day we will give up we will throw in the tower we will run from Jezebel we will run amen from Ahab we will run away from Saul. We will run away hallelujah from Goliath. We will run away from that issue all right, that is buffeting us in, in the world system. We will run away. But our, our destiny is not to run. Our destiny is to, is to face headlong whatever it's coming because we know that we are not facing that thing alone. That revelation of his presence 
of his, of his presence in our life, even when we don't feel it. That's why our faith must rise beyond just a feeling. There are days we feel good. There are days we don't feel good. That doesn't determine the state of our faith. What determines the state of our faith, amen, is the emotions of God. Is the emotions of God's word. Is what God says. What is God saying to you today as you wake up this morning? What God says, amen, is what defines your emotion. So you make your emotion compare, com, you know, you know, submit, amen, to, you know, to, to, to God's word. You allow your, yourself, your faculty, amen, to respond to what God says. God says this day is the day that he has made. So if he has made this day, he defines my emotion, regardless of what happened to me yesterday, regardless of how I feel. My feeling, amen, should not define and determine my response to the things of God. Feelings are real, and that's why we have to constantly, continually engage how we feel, amen, with God's word. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you're one of those lazy people who cannot read, or, you know, suck your environment with God's word. Just, just let the atmosphere, amen, be saturated with God's word. Just, just, just let, amen, just let the, the ministry of, you know, of the voice of, maybe just, just listen to Isaiah Phillips. Just put on one of those, you know, uh, uh, you know, teachings. Just, just keep listening to it, alright? Yes, before you know it, something on the inside of you begin to rise up. Come on. Something on the inside of you, because listen, to this not everybody wake up in the morning ready to you know <laughs> to overcome and to get the day but you can begin to train yourself train your mind these are days of retraining we are being regrooved these are days we need to regroove we have to learn certain things we have to learn new habits we have to destroy let go of old habits and start learning new habits you know habits are formed guess what spiritual things are habits if you ever think the things of God are just going to fall on your lap, boom, suddenly, oh, I'm spiritual. Hallelujah. Praise God. Suddenly, you, are, you bust into prophetic. Suddenly, you know, things are happening. Suddenly, you find yourself loving. You find yourself in joy. The fruit of the Spirit is a gift from God. But guess what? You have to cultivate them. To cultivate them, it means you have to, amen, you have to be present. You know, you don't walk in love if you're not present in love. All right, you can't you can't function in joy if you are not present, amen. In the in the in the in the presence of joy, amen. All of this thing has to do with what flows from Emmanuel's vein, what flows from the presence of God. Are you seeing the multi layers of the speakings of God for our life? This is what I'm talking about. We have to. It doesn't mean that well, well, I did it yesterday and I never saw a result, so I, I'm going to forget it. No, you have to continue. Remember another principle that we we're looking at, amen. Yes, in this new day. Yes, the concept of engaging God again in the place of prayer. Yes, Elijah, amen, was positioned on the on the on the altar. Amen. Excuse me, you know, on the hill, on the mountain. Amen. I mean, this guy just finished praying. He just finished calling down fire. But if he needs to, amen, do the next dimension, the next assignment of God for his life, he have to climb up again. All of this thing takes you developing an attitude. You developing, you cultivating. You know, and habits. Habits can be very good. Alright? If they are leading us to good things. But habits, of course, can also be destructive. If they are not helping us. So we have to, you know, be present. That's the key word. We have to, you have to be present. You have to let your mind engage. You have to speak to yourself. You have to, if you ever think speaking to yourself sounds crazy, then you've not started. 
You, you've got to learn to speak to yourself. You've got to learn to speak to your soul. Speak to your body. Speak to your mind. You have to, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and preach to yourself. You have to make sure, amen, that nothing else, amen, takes the place and the position of God in your life. You have to daily cultivate, cultivate, amen, the concept of engaging yourself. Also, why are you downcast? Don't be downcast. Rejoice in the Lord. The Lord is your joy. You have to speak to yourself. You have to listen to this. You can hear yourself. And every part of you can respond. Because everything, listen to this. Everything that God creates responds to God's word. Including the sand. Including, amen. The, the, you know, the air. Including the sea. Amen. If, if things could not respond, Jesus will not speak to the, you know, <laughs> to the storm. Amen. He will not speak to the wind and say, hey, hey, storm. Become. Everything that God creates has the hearing voice. Can you hear the voice of God? As the hearing ears can hear the voice of God. The mountains can hear. He said, if you have faith, you can say to this mountain. Mountain must be able to hear for the mountain to be able to respond. Excuse me? You, you must learn to speak. Don't use your mouth to say negative things. Use them to speak life, positive things. These are our principles that we have to cultivate in case we have forgotten. We have to go back and recultivate, amen, this, this, this beautiful principles, amen. It's not an easy thing. When you have been, you know, you've been battered, you've been bruised by the world system. And if all your life they've told you you are, not, you are nothing. If you, if you grew up in an environment all right, that never spoke life to you, that never spoke well to you, that ne sp never spoke, you know, you know, inspiration to your life, that never built you up through words. I'm not just talking about anything. If you, if you grew up in an environment, amen, in a home, in a family, that never never amen said positive things to you it is always difficult amen for you to be positive for you to say positive things in fact it's going to be difficult for you to speak the word of god that's why you find a lot of people they find it very difficult all right to, to read the scripture to speak the scripture because they don't see life there they don't see the reason all right but you see we have to do that the things that your father never taught you, amen, does, it's not an excuse, amen, not, not for you to teach your children. It's not an excuse, amen, for you not to teach your, your sibling or the people around you. No, you have to teach them, amen, how to, how to speak life by you speaking life to them. You wake up in the morning, you speak life to your children, you speak life to your husband, speak life to your wife, speak life to your environment. If you can speak life, I mean, scientists have proven that you can speak to plants and plants will respond. They've proven that scientifically that what you say to a plant will either make that plant grow or die. Can you believe that? You can speak life to the soul. You can speak life to that business. You see, all of the things that we're talking about are holistic. So there is nothing like, well, it's a secular life. No, it's a spiritual life. Our life is one, one life. If you're a successful spiritual person, you will succeed in your business. If you're a successful spiritual person, you will succeed. You will succeed, excuse me, in your career. You will succeed in your marriage. Your marriage will work. Because you will understand. You understand the principle of what makes that thing work. Spirituality is not divorced from reality. 
The essence of spirituality is to engage reality. Amen. It's to realign reality. It's to bring creation back to its ordained place. Amen. Of life and functionality. Is that not the reason why? Amen. All of these things that we are given. All of this power that we are given. Amen. We are given to us. Because God knows that we cannot do it by our own will. Our own strength. Our own ability. So he gave us himself. He said if you live life the way I lived life. Jesus succeeded. But if you look at the way Jesus succeed, amen, and the way people define success is totally different. So you've got to define, you've got to ask yourself, how do you want to succeed? Where do you want to succeed? What methodology do you want to use in succeeding? You want to succeed the way the world says you, you, you are a success or do you want to succeed the way Christ says, amen, you succeed? You define that. You define that. You define that. That's a, that's a day we live in. A day of changing the narrative. So we, 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 we want to thank God for what God is doing in this brand new day. And I thank God, amen, for some of the things the Spirit of God is exposing our hearts to. All of the things that I am saying, amen, must become part and parcel of our life. In other words, you have to take them in. Sometimes you have to listen to this thing and pray them in. You pray them in. Lord, I thank you for these things that you're saying. Thank you for the new day. Thank you for the concept of coming out of the ark. Lord, I'm praying this sense of truth into my being, into my life. Let it impart. No, don't just hear the message. And it's a nice message. Nice message don't save people. This is not about nice, good message. No, that, that, that doesn't change anyone. This is, this is, this is the third day. Amen. Principle must become, you know, a Applicable. We're living the transient. Amen. We're coming into the day of the transcended dimensions of life. Meaning that we're living the lower realms of laws. We're coming into the higher realms. Amen. Of law. It's called the laws of life in Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. Everything. Amen. That defines the world. The earth. Amen. Sin and death. That's why we must take our place and position and superimpose. Amen the higher laws of God. The earth is the Lord. Amen. Those who live in it. Amen. And the fullness thereof. So it's a battle. Amen. That we have to engage in awareness. We can't be blind to these things. We can't be today. We want to do it tomorrow. We're not sure. It's not an easy thing. But like I said, you have to cultivate, cultivate, cultivate. That's the key word. You have to cultivate a sense of engagement. You've got to be present. I want to be present, Lord. I want to be present. You know, the sense of present is powerful in everything we're doing in life. You can be present and not be present. You can be involved and not be involved. You can be there and not be there. But when you are there and you know you are there, things change. Things work. That sense of being present, amen, in the things of God, that is where we begin to tap into the reality, into the power, into the, into, that's where heaven comes, amen, and meet with you. That's where the, the, the things of God start making sense, start flowing into your being. But just, just declaring it, you know, it's just, you're just verbalizing it. Yes, it's mouth. You know, we've got to move from the mouth to the condition of the heart. Our, our heart structure, our root structure must engage, must connect with God. You see, we can, we can spend 
donkeys of years trying to understand and, and, and accept and do something. But we can spend few few months and few days because our heart is aligned. See, when you believe and there's agreement in belief, there's power to make things work. The reason why we struggle with a lot of things is because of the things that we have learned before. Because of the things that we have imbibed. So there's a war going on on the inside. Your war basically is an expression, amen, of the two worlds living in the, in, on the inside of you. So get rid of that thing that is, amen, that is, that is of old. That's, that's what the Bible says. Get rid of the old leaven. So that the new, the new, amen, the new can bring forth lumps. Listen to this. If, if your life is not connected, amen, to that which God is doing in the new, in the now, the old, amen, will try to kill, amen, this new. That's what happens. All right? Yes, Ishmael will seek to want to kill this Isaac, the heaven, amen, is <laughs> bringing forth. You've waited all this, all these decades, all these years. Finally, Isaac has come. Now there's war in the house. Because, amen, God says you've got to discard that old. You've got to let it go. But if you still have an attachment, just look at Abraham. A lot of things that we have born, we have birthed with our own ability and strength that have become strongholds in our house, in our lives. The Bible says, amen, you know, Ishmael began to mock, began to mock Isaac, the promise. These are all realities that we have to deal with. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Bishop, Bishop, uh, Bishop Abraham. Thank you for connecting this morning. Always nice to have you connect with us, sir. God bless you, sir. You know, the Bible says that Ishmael began to mock, began to mock Isaac. Isaac is the, is the promised son. Sometimes when we cannot wait for the promise of God, we give birth to Ishmael. And when we give birth to Ishmael, guess what? We have to deal with the consequence. And these are all part of the dynamics, amen, of coming out of the ark. Because we're dealing with Abraham. Remember, God, God's word has gone forth. God is taking us to a promise. He's bringing us to the place, amen, of the good land. He's bringing us to the place of his prophetic intentions for our life. God has a program for our life. But because we cannot wait, because we cannot, you know, we cannot, we have not developed, amen, the fruit of, of, of patience to wait. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The Bible did not say we'll be given what they need. No, they said they will renew their strength. In other words, you need more strength to be able to wait. And I, I, I understand that because there are things I've been waiting for. And it's like, God, how long am I going to wait? Lord, I'm so, I'm tired. God, well, they said, get, get your strength renewed. Your strength is a, is a new position of vision to see that thing again. When they talk about God renewing your strength means they're going to recalibrate your vision. Don't settle for less because the promise has not come. Don't settle, amen, for, for, for Ishmael because you, are, because you think you cannot bring forth Isaac. Don't allow the enemy to keep you bound, amen, to that which will oppress you and suppress you, amen, and compromise your life just because you cannot wait any longer for the promise. Don't do that because that's what's going to be happening now. A lot of people are going to be falling back to their old to their old ways, all right? They're going to be falling back to some Ishmael, all right? After all, you produce Ishmael. If you give birth to Ishmael, you need the strength of Abraham to take, to take care of Ishmael. 
Because everything around you is going to be mocking you. Going to be, look, look at this one. How long have you been in ministry? Look at you, still here. You still stop. How long have you been talking about that God thing? Yes, that's what put the pressure, the pressure of success, the pressure of wanting to break through, the pressure of, you know, what will people say? How will people, isn't the pressure, the Bible says that Sarah said to Abraham, isn't this, you know, woman, this damsel, my slave girl, go into her. What's your issue? She belongs to me. It was pressure that pushed Abraham. Abraham didn't want to. Abraham looked at his age. Looked at the age, amen, of Sarah. He said, after all, maybe, maybe, God, maybe God changed his mind. Come on. I know. I know you know what I'm talking about because I've also been there. Maybe God changed his mind. Maybe after all, maybe after all, I'm not qualified for this. Maybe after all, God is not going to do this thing through me. Maybe, 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 you know. And once you start doubting, all right, yes, you give room for the enemy to give you the alternative. Isn't that what the devil came to do to Jesus after he finished fasting? He said, why don't you settle for the alternative? <laughs> don't, don't, aren't, you, aren't you the son of God? And you're hungry. How can the son of God be hungry? Hello? Am I making sense? How can the son of God be hungry? If you are the son of God, turn the stone to bread. Use your authority. Abuse your authority. Misuse everything God has given to you. God has given us authority. But we've seen a church that have abused that authority. We've abused the authority. And that's why God says, I'm shifting from that priesthood. I'm no longer going to relate to this priesthood again. I'm going to look for a people that can restrain and constrain themselves. Even in times of need. You know, the times we really know if truly we are leaders... Is when we're vulnerable. When the voice, you know, is coming from left, right, and center. I say, just do it. And you said, no, I'm not going to. I tell you, it's not an easy thing to do. It takes a spiritual person. Listen to this. A spiritual person all, is not always successful in the eyes of the world. In fact, a true spiritual person in the eyes of the world is a failure. And I can use my own life. If I, have to, if I have to define success based on how ministry has been defined, based on how people you know, have defined, based on how society, based on how family defines success. If I have to live my life based on that measure, today <laughs> I won't be doing what I'm doing. Because I know all right, that that would have made me you know, successful in terms of the, the ideology of success. And we will always have this narrative. We will always have this challenge. Going too hard. You know, Abraham, just do it. Abraham did it. Guess what? The, the dancer gave birth. She gave birth to Ishmael. You don't want to give birth to Ishmael in the day where God says, I'm going to renew your strength. I'm going to renew your vision. You've got to wait. If you're going to bring forth the counsels of God that will change creation, that will change. Just imagine Mary. Just imagine this woman. I'm, what am I dealing with? I'm dealing with amen, the ability to hear with clarity the voice of God for this new day. There is a clear prophetic voice that we need to adhere to in this new day. There is a sound amen, that we're hearing. And that sound must not be muffled. Because if the sound is muffled, the scripture says, Who will prepare themselves for battle? 
every every instrument must make amen, a clear distinct sound so we know how to respond if there's anything right now amen we need amen is a clarity of god's prophetic amen demand of god's prophetic intention we are coming out amen listen to this the church is being reborn again I know you've got the I know you've got the people, the crowd is there. I know you know the structure is there. I know everything that you know we we define to be church and business, everything seems to be there. But guess what? The principles and the system that makes those things work has changed. It's changed. Don't live in the peripheries. Don't live in the caricatures. Don't live in the transient. What shall he, what shall he profit the man to gain the material world? To gain, you know, you want to gain things. You want to possess things. But the Bible says then you lose. You lose your soul. It is the soul that God wants and it's the soul the devil wants. You think the devil cares about, you know, that you build, a, a, you know, the biggest business in the world, that you build, amen, the biggest skyscraper. The devil doesn't care if you're riding a gold car. I'm not talking about a plated gold. I'm talking about a, go a car that is built raw gold. The devil does not care. He will give you the whole world. That's why he said to Jesus. All you need to do is submit to me, bow to me. I will give you the glory of this world. He forgot that the earth is the Lord. And when you and I forget, you see, we succumb to such pressure. When we forget who we are and whose we are, when we forget who, who, who has given us grace, authority, and power to, ex to excel and to succeed and to be, we submit. Because you, you can look at, there are references. You see how oh, that, that business is prospering. You see how that ministry is working out well. You see how, you know, you, 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 and the devil will continue to reference. Can you see? Can you see? He will even show you your friends. Can you see? You see? She, she started yesterday, but can you see? <laughs> and you, you're there, you're like, but it's not in the manifestation. If you, if you begin to sample what you see, then you have not learned, amen, from Joshua. Because Joshua sampled, amen, what the, what the Gibeonites brought. And he made decisions based on what he saw. If you allow, amen, your physical sight to define and to determine, amen, your position, your decision. I'm telling you, you're going to be regretting it tomorrow. You're going to be regretting it someday. You're going to be saying, if, 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 if only. You understand? That was, the, that was a challenge. That was the issue of the prodigal son. Because he also was defining life by, you know, what the friend says. You know, he goes to school. The friends, they bring nice cars. They, you know, everybody's talking about where they travel to, what they did you know how they wound up you know contract and this guy's like but my father is rich how come how come what's going on he didn't understand that the father was training him to be a man first before wealth is given to him you see when you are not trained to be a man when you're not trained to be a woman and wealth certain things are given to you listen to this you squander it you destroy it in fact the devil uses those things to destroy you he didn't understand that the father was training and preparing him he wanted his inheritance. He wanted his inheritance. Nobody come into their inheritance without maturity. Read Galatians 4. As long as amen, a son is still under tutors, it's not better than a slave. You think God is keeping things from you. You think God doesn't want to bless you. You think God doesn't want you to also shine like the world system. 
He wants much, much better for you. In fact, he's giving you the he's giving you the world, he's giving you all things. But there are times and seasons that you have to go through, grow up, mature, so that when things are under to you, you know how to effectively use them. How many things has God given to us that have boomeranged, that have become, you know, our in our burial ground that has become a thing. I mean, how can the blessings of God become, you know, so evil spoken of? The church is so blessed, so powerful, but see how we have abused. See how we are still abusing the things of God. Do you think, do you think it takes God, you know, you know, five seconds to turn my life around to just say, Isaiah, I'm going to give you the best studio that anybody can ever imagine. I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to give you platforms here and there. I'm going to, it doesn't take God. Just, it just need, God just needs to speak to the heart of one person. Just one person. There's always somebody that's got the resource to do what you need to do. So if the resource is not coming, it's because heaven, amen, is still working on you. It is not the resource. It is the state and the condition of your life, of your heart that matters to God. That's why sometimes he allows you to go to bed, amen, without food. Listen to this. It's not like he's trying to punish you. There is no evil in God. He wants you to understand so that when he gives you enough, you can always think of that person that goes to bed without food. How can I reach that one person, that two, that three, that community? You know, I woke up this morning and I was thinking of, uh, this, 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 this word just came out of my mouth. Container schools. Container schools. You know, how do you, I mean, just go to all of this <clears throat> You know, communities that are struggling with education. You just start putting containers there and open schools for them. See, these are the kind of things I want to do if, if God blesses me with money. I was just thinking about that. Because I know the power of education. And I know how education today has been monopolized in South Africa. I can see that. I'm not thinking of building some big church somewhere. The church is in the people. The church is with the people. You take the church to them. You see, that's my passion, to transform life. Because imagine empowering that young life, growing up one day, maybe God knows, become a senator, become, you know, a statement, becomes, you know, some, some you know, aeronautic engineer, becomes some God. Maybe that person is going to be the next, you know, God knows what, who, what. But listen to this. We, you can transform somebody's life because of how God takes your own life. Because of how God built your own life. You see, selfish people, selfish people, listen to this. When blessing, money comes into their hands, they become self-centered. That's why sometimes God takes certain things from you. God allows you to go through certain things. It's not because he hates you. No, 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 no. He says, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So when you're going through that need, it's because there's something, you see, you see, you see, the church we came out from, they told us that's not God. They told, no, no, they said, no, that's, that's, that's the devil. It's not the devil. Which devil? Does the devil have power to touch God's anointed, to touch, amen, the things, the man, the woman that God, amen, has ordained for his own purpose? No. Even the devil will be working for God. He wouldn't know. <laughs> that's why in my life there are no devils, except you, you want me to be looking for one. There are no devils. All things are working, including the bad ones. All things work together for the good of them who love the Lord. I don't wake up in the morning, in the night, start binding, looking for devils. No, no, no. They work for me. All right. 
Yes, that is the realm God wants to take us to. That there are no devil. There's no there is no witchcraft from your from your hometown trying to pursue, trying to stop you. No, there is no there is no one mama, there's no one papa somewhere on the on the on the on the hill trying to curse you. No, no, I cannot be cursed. The shout of the king is in the camp. Can you understand this? So when God takes you through certain things, it's not the time to complain. It's the time to, to learn. It's time to learn. It's time to learn. Just sit down and learn. God, what are you saying? I can tell you, I've, I've been through so many things in my life that should have break me and killed me and destroyed me. I'm still here. Because God didn't mend those things to destroy me. He wanted me to learn. There's a material I did years ago. The equalization of the kingdom. You see, because we, we all came from different perspectives of life. So our view to life, amen, somehow interferes with how we see God. I mean, if you're raised from, you know, a family that, you know, loved you. You, you, you raised from a, a family that showed love, care. You know, everything you need, you had it all. They never, they never allow you for a second to think all right, of something, to, to, you know, to think of you, know, you not feeling loved or cared for. They, they, they were there for you. You can grow up with you know, a certain mindset that does not see life the way it ought to be seen. You see, too, too extreme can lead us to the point where we make bad decisions in life. Everything was given to you. Before you said, Daddy, I need... Daddy brought it home. Before you said, Mommy, I... Listen, that's why sometimes when you have, you should learn to tell your children, no. Even when that thing, you got it. Learn to tell them, no, Daddy's not going to give you this thing now. Because, I mean, how do you begin to give an eight-year-old a phone? No wonder they are in TikTok or whatever they call it. No wonder they are in, you know, Instagram. No wonder they are doing all kinds of. No wonder they have all these, you know, uh, 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 apps that they do funny things. Because you empowered them, you gave them, amen. You you gave them a power that they were not ready for. Don't you understand, amen? That your device today is a power. You can destroy somebody's life by just giving them a device, by just buying them a phone. You can be the one that destroy your own child's life because, amen, you have no sense of understanding. Is it that you don't want to give your... No, you don't prove that, you know, you love your child by giving that child what you know the child is not mature enough to handle. The fact that the child, all right, can, you know, can go... You know, my children, they've got devices, but guess what? They don't, they don't have a phone connection there. Secondly, you know, there are certain, there are certain apps that are not there. The devices is to build them. And even the games they play on those devices, I monitor the game. What, if, if I see anyone that I don't know, they know I'm going to ask them, what, you've got to be present. What are you doing? What, what is that you're watching? Yes. They must know, amen, that you care for them to the point that you, you know, you, you regulate their life, amen, by asking them questions. And you, they must know that the reason why you're giving them what you're giving is because you want them to learn to grow. You see. Friends, I'm just sharing the heart of the Father with us. 
It's the same principle that the Father, you know, used in, in, in dealing with us. There are certain things. He gives you certain things. He said, you know, my son, this is how you must use this thing. He gives you certain money. He said, this is how you must use that money. You can't just go around buying things and doing all kinds of... No, 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 no. I didn't give you this thing. I didn't empower you, amen, to become selfish. I didn't empower you, all right, to look down on other people or to go around bossing other... I didn't do that. I did that so that you can, amen, change life, transform life. God wants to bless us, but he wants to bless mature people. Listen to this. It's the responsibility of every human being, every parent, every father, every mother, to make sure that the children have amen, food, to make sure that all right, they are sustained. But there are certain things that are luxury that, you know, when you give them those things, you must let them know. You must make them understand. Even with the device I give to my children, listen, there are days when they do something, I take it from them. So they don't grow up with a sense of entitlement. I say, give it to me. You're not going to play this thing for the next two days. I'm teaching them how to be responsible. We have to redefine what love is. The idea of love is what has brought the world to where it is today. Because the world is sick. The world does not understand what it means to love. To love somebody is to care for them. And if you care for them, you tell them the truth. You lead them in the path of truth. Even if it will cause them temporal pain. Pain is part of, amen, growing up. Especially when the pain, amen, brings positivity into our lives. But if you live a life where, amen, the parents don't want you to know anything, you know, trial, difficulty. Listen to this. You will never grow up to become, amen, who God wants you to be. You will never grow up to become mature. That's the story of David. David, amen, had been through training, development. He was ready for Goliath. You know, before he ever challenged Goliath, he had references. He had references. Are you getting the point? Are you seeing the multi-layers of the voice of God to us? Heaven is prepping us for this new day. Heaven is developing us for this new day. Heaven is empowering us. Heaven is building us for this new day. We cannot bury our head in the sand and be proclaiming, we're in a new day. We are the final generation. We are the apostolic people. Yet our life is still in a mess. We cannot do that. God doesn't just listen to what we say. He listens to the heart that says what we say. So let's understand. Let's, 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 let's you know, align. Let me go back to you know, that scripture that uh, the Lord began to use to speak to us you know, a few days ago. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, well, let's start with 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13, let's take it from verse 7. It says, even in the case of a lifeless instrument, such as the flute or the harp, how will anyone, the concept is connecting to people, how will anyone recognize? Are you seeing that? Everything we do has to be speaking, has to be communicating. Amen. Not just to us, but even to the world around us. How will anyone Life is about communication. Life is about interaction. Life is about engagement. Life is about, amen, you know, you know being, being in a community. When you're in a community, you want to communicate and you want your communication to be effective. Remember, it is the effectual fervent prayer. It's not enough just to pray, but your prayer has to be effective. So how do you begin to define effectiveness in life? 
I mean, today the world is making billions on the concept of communication, effective, effective communication. But these are all principles embedded in the life of the spirit. That's why I said, if you're a true spiritual person, you succeed in every area of your life. Because the principles of success are embedded, amen, within the word of God. We succeed via the principles of God's word. Listen to this. He said, even in the case of lifeless instruments. In other words, this instrument do not have the power to make their own decision. They don't have the power to decide. I'm going to move here. I'm going to move there. But amen. Somebody hits them and they make certain noise. They make certain sound. It says, even in the case of a lifeless instrument, such as a flute. A flute is lifeless. But that flute needs to be played by somebody. <laughs> that flute needs to be what? It's, it needs to be played by somebody. All right? An app needs to be played by an harpist. All right? You have to learn to play an app. You, you, you know, uh, <laughs> my child is learning, you know, uh, the keyboard. Got a keyboard, he's learning. And he follows all kinds of, you know, things that he, you know, he, he is, is picking from YouTube. I mean, he's learning to play keyboard just by stud studying, you know, some, some guys from YouTube. I thought of we looking for a teacher for him. I couldn't get one. The few we get, they're very expensive. So we, we went on YouTube. I mean, he stopped playing keyboard just by listening and watching and following what, you know, uh, the instructors, in, in, instructors are doing on, on YouTube. I mean, the world is in YouTube. You wouldn't believe it. But, but the point that I'm making is, if you don't, if you don't, you've got an instrument. If that instrument is not handled by somebody who has been trained, to play to play that thing guess what the instrument is just as good as just an instrument but you give that flute amen to somebody who has who has learned the art of music who has learned the ways amen of handling that flute and that person start playing oh lord you 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 find yourself amen in in the next dimension you see that's why you know every time you listen to me you see i'm always playing you know uh, you know an instrumental in music uh, yes background because it enhances my prophetic uh, you know mandate my prof I, I love my prophetic atmosphere to be charged up amen but the sound is it sound are important to the prophetic the kind of sound the the quality of sound amen the level of sound amen the, the the notes of the sound amen all speaks into various dimensions of the prophetic all the sounds that are played i say i've got several of them but each of them amen does something to my spirit is it wasn't it the prophet that said get me unhappiest get me amen a, you know a person that can play an instrument while the person was playing an instrument what happened the prophet stopped prophesying. Yes, you can enhance your prophetic grace. You can enhance your prophetic ministry. Amen. But the quality of sound, you see, Isaiah is a sound to you. And if you continually listen to the things that is coming from this stream, very soon you start prophesying. Because this thing is contagious. Amen. When Saul got among the sons of the prophet, <laughs> just the atmosphere, he began to prophesy. Are you getting what I'm saying? Suddenly he began to prophesy. He began, they said, as Saul also become one of the sons of the prophet. No, he came into the, into the atmosphere. When you create an atmosphere, you understand, of the prophetic, something in you. I can teach you how to prophesy right now, right now, right now. You can start prophesying. All I need to do is to create the atmosphere you. I create the atmosphere. You understand this? When you read materials of people that are sound in the prophetic or in any area of life, amen, very soon, Something about those people stop rub, rubbing off on you. Start, amen, imparting your life. You start growing. You start developing. You start picking the same signal they are picking. You understand? 
That's why when you connect to a true prophet, it is important you let the prophet know, I'm connecting to you. I want your grace. I want to draw from you. And it's important so that when he speaks, amen, he can speak in a way that your life gets to be imparted. You know, certain people, they sneak on me. They just sneak. They sneak on me. But certain people, all right, they know. I mean, I'm not going to be ashamed to speak about some people. I mean, in fact, let me not, let me not speak. But, uh, but, you know, there are people that say, look, we want this grace in your life. We want to connect to this thing. And they're connecting. And as I'm praying, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, let this thing flow into their life, into their soul, into their spirit. Why? Because it's flowing from my heart. Just like, you know, the, you know, uh, 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 you know Isaac said, he said, go kill me one of your venison. That, that, soup, that, that food you love. You know, go, go kill, go kill, go make me a nice venison meal so that when I eat, my soul can bless you. How do you think, amen, <laughs> Isaac was blessing the son? As he was eating, as, amen, as Isaac blessed, amen, his father, something, excuse me, as, as Esau blessed his father, something on the inside of him reaches out, hallelujah, into his space, into his spirit. These are, these are spirit to spirit things. Spirit to spirit. I'm talking about spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. That's nothing to do with proximity. It's spirit to spirit. Spirit have no distance. We've got people connecting to, you know, to us you know, from various parts of the world. Why? They see a grace. They see something that they love and they want it. Some will want it. They'll want it from afar. Some will come in the night. You, know, you understand? <laughs> yes. Remember the guy that came to Jesus in the night? Yes. But some will come boldly and say, look, I want these things. I, I love these things. I, I, I need my life to be imparted. It doesn't mean that amen, somebody coming to you and asking for your grace doesn't mean that you're better of them. It just means that they want their life to be enhanced. And you humble yourself amen, to accelerate their life by pouring the grace and the gift God has given to you. Particularly if they are coming with a heart of humility and honor. Because the things of God, amen, must be connected through, amen, to, through humil humil humility and honor. If there's no honor there, sorry, even if the man of God prays for you and lay hands on you, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Hallelujah. There has to be hum humility and there has to be honor. There has to be, you see, those are the things that allow the grace and the giftings of God to flow. And I thank God, I appreciate, you know, some of the people that are doing that, all right, to, you know, to, to, to this hospice, to this position, to this call, to this platform. I thank God for your life. But let, let's understand. I'm just basically explaining something this morning, you know, uh, 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 you know in, in um, 1 Corinthians 14. It says, even, even in the case of a lifeless instrument, such as a flute or a harp, how, how will anyone recognize the tune when they are played and when they are playing unless the note is distinct eh? are you getting except the note is distinct distinction of the notes there are distinctions in the in the prophetic expressions of god one note amen note f f sharp is different from you know a is different from c it's different from, you know, D. It's different from D minus. It's different from, you know, A sharp or whatever they call it. There are all kinds of notes. When you start playing those notes, a sound is made. A sound. Can you pick the sound? Sabrani. Yes. Yes, Lord. 
<laughs> you know, you know, there are certain things you cannot explain about music. You know, I, somebody said to me, I should have gone study music. To me, music is beyond just a sound. It's a call. It's an expression. You know, it's, it's, it's a transition. It's a movement. It's, it's, it's a connection to dimensions in, in spiritual things. M music can change your, your, your mood. Can, can, can take you from A you know, to, you know, to F. From F, it can take you straight to G. From G, it can bring you straight down. All right, to you know, you know, to 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 you know, to I from I can take you to Z. There's something, but let's not talk about music this morning. I'm just <laughs> you understand. Even in the case of a lifeless instrument such as the flute, it's not enough to have the best. You said this flute cost you know two thousand pounds, two thousand dollars. Yes, it's expensive, but if there is no professional to play the flute what's the use of the flute it's not enough to just have the gift it is how the gift function it is what the gift does it's what we're talking about and that is what the prophetic is you see when you come to connect with us on this platform you will be you will be you will be empowered you will be you will be activated you will be prophetically activated because i'm not just preaching this word is a vehicle amen that carries the prophetic you know uh, uh, resource into your space uh -huh. did you have just said i'm not just preaching to you no this word alia conveys carries something about the prophetic realities about the various dimensions of the expressions of the speaking of the demand of the of the of the movement of God in the earth it conveys that so that when this thing finally gets to you it explodes it expands earlier it brings you to another dimension that is relevant to you I might not even know about that it is the person handling the flute if you play the flute without a clear amen distinction of of sound how will people enjoy it? Then he went forward and verse said, he said, again, if the trumpet sound a muffled, a muffled call, you know, when a sound, when a voice, when a sound is muffled, it means it's not clear. It's not obvious. There's a word here. It is inconspicuous. It's not distinct. It's, it's, the, 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 the sound is hidden. Amen. It is hidden. It is unclear. It's unseen. It's unreal. That's why when you say something is muffled, when you muffle a sound, you 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 can't, you cannot communicate when a sound is muffled. You know how it is sometimes when you know you're 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 WhatsApp. Maybe somebody's you know suffering from a, you know you know bad network. It cuts off, and then you know after seconds you know it comes back again, and then you you hear one part, then. Suddenly, you don't hear the next thing again, and you're like, hello, hello, are you still there? Are you still there? I can't hear you. Oh, okay, now I can hear you. Oh, I, I mean, you can't you can really communicate that way. There's, there's a muffling of the sound. You, you, can't, you can't make sense. So, you cannot come to a, a position of deciding. How do you decide when the, the, you know, the sound you're hearing has been muffled? 
if the trumpet sounds, if the trumpet sounds, if the trumpet sounds a muffled call, you hear, but the trumpet, amen, this is what I'm talking about. This is where I want us to maybe this morning try to wrap up what we're talking about because what we're dealing with, the distinct sound, understanding the distinct prophetic sound of this new day. What is the sound of heaven? What is the heart of God? What is the mind of God? What is the expression? What is flowing from Emmanuel's vein? What is coming from the heart of the Father? Amen. To you, to the nations, to, to the church, to the body. Amen. Yes, to the various dimensions of our, our expressions of existence in the earth. What is God saying? Because God has amen, a clear, distinct sound for every area of our life. That's what we're dealing with. And that's why, you know, I'm touching, sometimes I'm touching five things at the same time. Sometimes we're touching ten things at the same time. You know, sometimes I also find it difficult to catch up. Lord, you, you're speaking about this, you're speaking about this, you know. Yes, you've got to be present. You've got to listen so that when you start listening to this thing, maybe after the broadcast, you need to now begin to separate all the various emphasis and frequency because basically I'm just an instrument that God is using, all right. You see, when the keyboard is, you know, the, the pianist start playing, he just plays, he just plays. But the people listening, the people listening, ah, they can pick things, you know. That, that, that sound takes them to a different dimension. Uniquely, everybody has their own destination as we are all hearing the same sound. But we all know, amen, you know, God said to, to Moses, he says, make two trumpets of silver, of, of, you know, of, of silver metal. Make two trumpets. He said, one is for the, you know, gathering of the people, the assembling of the people. The other, amen, is for the movement of the people. So we've got to understand, amen, what the Spirit of God, what the sound of the Spirit is saying to us, amen, in our own unique realm. And that's why if you've been through our prophetic school, you will understand, you know, and appreciate, you know, the things that we're talking about because those those trainings, you know, are, 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 you know, laid for us a foundation. And if you have forgotten, you need to go back to them again because we dealt with some very important principle, amen, that will lay for us a powerful, you know, foundation and, and give us a solid, amen, framework, you know, pillars of, of, of stability, particularly because listen to this, we know that the prophetic has been abused, the prophetic, amen, has been, mis has been misunderstood, has been misused, and they're still misusing it, but guess what? That is because the prophetic ministry, amen, is one of the key ministry that will advance the church. So the devil thought, well, if I can pollute it, if I can malign it, if I can corrupt it, then I can hinder the advancement, the maturity of the church. But somebody like Isaiah Phillips understand amen, what God is saying. Now, all right? And that's why I say, please, don't just call me a prophet. I don't want even to be called a prophet. But guess what? We are advancing the work of a prophet. My mission, my, uh, my mandate as a prophet has not changed. We will continue to engage, amen, the prophetic. We will continue to engage those who, who are perverting, maligning this grace as we continue to train and wake, amen. The Lord said to me, next year we'll begin to see, 2021, we'll begin to see a new seed of the prophetic, amen start shooting and start taking you know their place you know across the earth you begin to you will begin to hear watch it you begin to hear amen new 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 prophetic sound you begin to see people that you've you've never son, seen before in the prophetic they'll start coming out you begin to hear new prophetic sound why because they've been hidden for a while they've been they've been buried god has been working on them but 2021 is going to be a time where god is going to be releasing them going to be giving them platform going to be giving them a voice so watch out for that and guess what when god start doing that it means certain prophets 
will be called home. <laughs> you see, that's what it means. When God starts speaking like that, it means that, you know, certain prophets will be called home. You've done your time. All right. So we've got to understand that. Again, if the trumpet sounds a muffled call, who will prepare for battle? And we've said that the battle before us, amen, needs to be engaged with clarity, with clarity of purpose, clarity of intention, with clarity of grace and strength. Amen. We are not going to engage this day without understanding, without clarity. All right. Lastly, lastly, let me close with this. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You're worthy of glory, Father. We said that, you know, we're in the day of the restoration of the tabernacle of David. And yes, we are in the midst of that. In fact, the building, the structure, the temple call amen the tabernacle of david is now under construction we've seen that happening but it's also important that we understand the the way this tabernacle is going to function and the heart that allows this tabernacle to function of course this tabernacle is not a physical structure somewhere it's a state of life it's a state of being it's a position of expression in the earth it's a dimension of a priesthood and we're saying that as David in 1 Chronicles 13 began to gather the people. I love this, you know, heart of a man called David. As David began to gather the people for the restoration, amen, of the presence of God back to the land. Because that's what the tabernacle of David is all about. It's about bringing God to dwell, to inhabit, amen, our lives, our homes, our family, our nation again, the earth. This is what the tabernacle of David is all about. Amen. The, the habitation of God. Creating an habitation for God. That God can live. That you know his presence can dwell there. That he can reside and also preside over. As we continue to look into this. We saw something around. That a priesthood has to be restored. Okay, and we've been dealing, about, dealing with the concept of the restoration of the priesthood. And I just want to remind us again. According to 1 Corinthians 13, that let us read the scriptures again. Remember, my plan this morning was basically to remind us of some of the scriptures that we've used in the past and just kind of do a kind of a recap. All right. So please, let's go back again and look at this pattern. There was a restoration of the presence of God. All right. Through the auspice of David. And there was a priesthood. All right. Remember that David himself function as a priest he functioned as a prophet amen yes he functioned as a as a king i mean david was one man that almost that that one can say function in almost all the fivefold ministry what a man what a day what a position and that's important as we continue to delve into these things that god is god is colliding and collapsing all the grace all the giftings into one in one to oneness again we are all going to function in one one order of life as the Spirit of God continually perfect the various aspects, amen, of his nature and, 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 and authority in our life. We are all coming to the Christos. We are coming into the Christ order. All right. In the Christ, we find all the expressions, amen, of the, of the grace and the giftings. So this is what David is seeking to restore. He wants to bring God back. But the manner and the way of bringing the presence of God back is critical. The priesthood. That must, you know, guide this, you know, this, 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 this 
this concept of restoration is important. We, we want to live our life, amen, in the right order of a life that is connecting to the heart of God. Such that when we begin to you know, see the restorations of God back to the land, we'll not just be have, having you know, a time of harp and, and lyre and timbers and cymbals and trumpets outside, amen, the preferred priesthood. You see, all of these things were present in the house except for a priesthood that has forgotten the pattern and the way of the spirit. And I found that very, very interesting. And of course, very alarming to us, even in this new day. That as we talk about God doing a new thing, God restoring himself back to us, let's make sure that we do not approach this thing with a stained priesthood garment. Let's make sure that our life, amen, is not distracted. And if we've been distracted, let's realign back to the right protocol to the right order of life because only in this are we amen we will be able to you know guide the bringing back the movement of the things of God back to the land we don't want to end up in a place where Uzzah ended up just because he had forgotten the order God is restoring order back yes there's a movement there's a powerful, zealous cry. You know, so many expectation out there. Yes, God, God, has, God is doing a new thing. It's a new day. It's a new beginning. Is the priesthood ready? Is the priesthood informed? Is the priesthood prepared? This is my last word this morning. Hopefully this will once again uh, uh, align us and wake us up and, you know, Position us in that dimension that allow us to be able to, you know, function effectively as God's priest in the earth. Because that's who we are. God is doing a new thing. He's bringing us to newness. He's bringing us to a position of grace and increase. But we have to understand that the priesthood is always first in order. One of these days... I'm still working on that material. We're going to be looking at the priesthood and the, and, the, and the altar, of course, and the horn. The horn of authority. Because all of these things speaks. You see, everything is interconnected. That's why we say we cannot run with just one revelation and leave other aspects behind. We cannot just focus on one thing and forget other things. We have to believe God for capacity to manage all the speakings of God to us. So we don't end up also like Moses. Thank God for Zipporah. Thank God for a woman who had learned the concept of priesthood and ministry under her father. Zipporah was, was, was well thought by her father. The, the success of, of Zipporah was that she, she had, amen, in her life, amen, a priesthood. Because there's a priesthood of the father of Zipporah that allowed her to understand what Moses, amen, needed to do. Moses, amen, committed the sin of omission. There was nothing wrong with Moses. The, the only issue wrong with Moses was the sin of omission. He, he, he omitted what was important to God. And omission can jeopardize our commission. So Zipporah quickly 
Not because Moses was weak or frail. Not because Moses, you know, was blind. Moses just omitted. He forgot. That's it. And sometimes that happens to us. We can be so focused on what we believe. Yes, it's important. We're holding on to, you know, big revelation. But there are little things in our life. The little foxes. We can so forget them. And thus can become where the enemy sneak in. The devil tried that to Jesus, but Jesus was well informed. <laughs> you see, it's, it's easy for Jesus to have proven to the devil, I am the son of God. You see, when we live our life trying to prove a point to people, we make mistakes. Ministry is not about trying to prove a point. Your business is not about trying to prove, you're not in competition. You just do what is the best. As you learn from others, as you watch others, learn. What is the best to offer? You do that. You become the standard. You become the king on the hill. <laughs> so let's live our life, amen, understanding what God is saying so that we don't fall into that position where we are pressured and we make mistakes that, you know, will cost us, you know, a lot. We don't want to do that. We want to con continually live life as the day unfolds. Father, we thank you this day. Thank you for your voice. Thank you for your truth. Your truth is always there to liberate us. Thank you for the things you've said this morning. Thank you for how you've spoken to us. We can continue and continue, but there's so much that we need to take in. There's so much we need to meditate and sleep over and, and walk through until... They become part and parcel of our life. As much as this message this morning is a reminder, but we pray that the new things that we have picked, the new expressions, may they become indeed new stones in the building of this house, of this temple. Have your way, Lord, in our life. May your kingdom come. Come, let it come. We seek the nearness of your kingdom in every dimension of our existence. Take your place. Have your way in our thoughts, in our faculties, oh God. How we look at things, how we see life, how we look at ourselves. Help us to come to the center point, to the center pot of your desire. We want to be in the balance, oh God. No extremes, no. We want to be in the balance. Grant us grace, O oh God, this day. To live life in the present, O oh God. Day by day. Living in the unfolding revelation of the ascended life in Christ. Thank you. We pray grace upon ourselves. We pray strength, courage, your wisdom. Let it guide us. Your counsel, let it teach us. May we become more wise. May we become patient, oh God. May we stand. You said, those who wait on you, you will renew their strength. Thank you this day that our strength is being renewed. Our strength is being redefined. Our strength, oh God, is increasing the strength of vision. 
the strength to be able to hear with distinction, with clarity, the strength to be able to speak with articulation, the strength to be determined in our decision not to be moved, oh God. We thank you for strength this day. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. Thank you for the position of Zerubbabel in our life. We stand. We rise up. We go forth. We declare this is your day. May our movement be a blessing to the earth. May our movement be a blessing to creation. May we be a blessing to the church, to the body of Christ. We pray this day for the nations, particularly the nations that are at war. The Azerbaijans of this world. We pray, oh God, may peace, oh God, come Lord into that space, oh God. Yes, in the name of Jesus, we ask, Father, that your will be established in that region. We pray in the name of Jesus, oh God, that every spirit of conflict between the Armenians and the Azerbaijan, we put them to an end, oh God. We ask, may your power, may your grace, may your mercy reach that region, oh God. Yes, may Russia, oh God, take a place, oh God, and play a right role, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We pray, oh God, for the nations. We pray, we pray, oh God, for all that is happening within that realm, within that region. Thank you for your will and counsel. Thank you for truth and righteousness prevailing, oh God. We frustrate every counsel of the enemy. So many lives have been lost. We pray peace, the peace of God into that region. As we pray, oh God, that we also pray for the nation of America. More than ever before, the nation of America needs our prayer, needs intercessors to stand. When we watch the debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, I mean, that is a clear manifestation of the state, of the leadership state of America. That tells us how, div how sharply divided the nation of America is. But we declare this day, and we understand what the enemy is doing through the other camp. Yes, the, 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 the line has been drawn in the sand and we are, we are sharply seeing a two order rising from America. We know that nation can never be the same again. But Father, our position is not to take side. Our position is to stand for the restoration of the nation of America. So we pray this day, O oh God. May your hand of reconciliation and love and mercy, O oh God, begin to touch. Yes, salvation is what we ask for. Redemption is what we seek for, O oh God. Transformation is what we, Lord, demand, O oh God. We ask for mercy on behalf of America and the Americans. As we pray for the sitting president, Donald Trump, we ask, O oh God, that you will help him to see and to understand what he needs to do. That he cannot play politics with people's life. That he needs to call out when something is evil, you need to call it evil. And not be afraid to call it evil. And when something is good, you need to proclaim and declare it good. Yes. We understand, oh God, what is going on. Well, we pray in the name of Jesus. Help him, oh God, to be able to stand as a worthy leader 
Yes, you chose him. Yes, you called him. But that doesn't mean he cannot be corrected. It doesn't mean he cannot be rebuked. It doesn't mean that he cannot be aligned to the right path. Being called of God and being used of God is not a ticket to do what we want to do. There are several people that were called in the scriptures, but they ended up in the wrong way. So we pray the Lord, you will continually help Donald Trump to understand that him standing on the position that, well, God chose him, God called him. It's not enough. He must live a life that is worthy, a life that reflects, yes, true leadership, a life, yes, that, that speaks of love and kindness and, and shows, yes, uh, truth and integrity and, and that defend particularly those that are helpless. We pray in the name of Jesus that we will not pray, play politics with the lives of people. So we pray for him. As we pray for him, we pray, oh God, that the camps, oh God, yes, that Joe Biden belongs to. We know them. We know who they are. The camps, yes, that wants to see the world fall under a globalist move. That wants to see, yes, the world being controlled by some ungodly satanic move. But we declare it shall not stand because there is a church in the earth that is praying. So we pray, Father, to as many this day that will hear the voice of this truth. Let, oh God, the power of this truth begin to flow into the nation into the realm into yes the airspace of america and let the reign of god begin to fall the reign of truth the reign of god's counsel and will and, and word and 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 authority yes let it begin to flow let it begin to fall oh god let there be an awakening in the heart of people for righteousness oh god let the people know that as they seek to vote for Donald Trump. Let them know that Donald Trump is not God. He will never be God. And let them know, yes, that Donald Trump does not define their destiny, that Jesus does, that Jesus is the way, is the truth, is the life. Let the heart of Americans be turned back to God. And it's from there that you, Lord, begin to, yes, help the land, help the nation. As Elijah, yes, confronted Jezebel and Ahab on Mount Carmel, may we have true prophets arising from America, confronting the high places of Jezebel in the name of Jesus. We pray, O oh Lord, protect, O oh God, Donald Trump, protect his home, protect his family. We pray for him as this coming election, yes, begin to draw near. We pray peace upon his heart. We pray, oh God, may this election teach him one thing. How he needs to change and become more godly and become more righteous. Because being called of God does not necessarily mean that we are fine. It just means that we are chosen. Being chosen doesn't mean that we are the best. It just means that we are chosen. So we pray for him. Let him begin to realize that you've given him an opportunity for the salvation of, of his, his soul, of his own soul, so that the soul of America once again can turn to you. So we thank you. As we pray for America, we pray for this beloved nation, South Africa, that we love. We pray, oh God, may your kingdom come. May your will be established in this nation. May your truth, oh God, yes, be rooted upon the hearts, upon the hearts, the heart, upon the heart, oh God, yes, of our leaders. We pray for our president, Cyril Maposa. Father, continue to perfect your work in him, oh God. Refine him, oh God, to become indeed a true vessel. That understands your ways, your truth, your counsel. 
that will not allow iniquity and corruption to destroy, yes, your prophetic intention for this nation. So we thank you. Give him, oh God, yes, quality men and women. Surround him with people of integrity, oh God. Godly counsel regarding every, every area of life, particularly in the area of education. Thank you. We bless your name. This nation is rising up into righteousness and into truth. Thank you for your hand of blessing upon, yes, the entire Sadek region. We pray for Namibia, Zimbabwe, Botswana, yes, Mozambique. We pray in the name of Jesus for Lesotho. We pray, yes, for all these dimensions of lives and people, oh God, all scattered. Many of them, oh God, finding, seeking a voice here in South Africa. We pray for them. Grace to them. Thank you, Father, for granting us godly leaders in Africa. Yes, yes, Father. We refuse the old gods. We dispossess the cabals. We dispossess them. We proclaim and we declare in this new day, let the hand of a man that is forming, yes, from the cloud, rising from the sea, begin to take a position of a voice at the gates of our nation. Stand, Father, we thank you this day. We honor you because we believe, oh God, that when we pray, you move. We are a praying people. We will continue to pray. Thank you for restoring our nation. Thank you for restoring our home, family, our cities, oh God. We come against the spirit of wickedness, perversion, racism, xenophobia. We come against the, the spirit, oh God, of destruction. Yes, we come against feminism. We come against that spirit that wants to seek and destroy the life of women and young people in this nation. You shall proceed no further. We proclaim and we declare. Let godly men begin to rise up. Men of the future. Men, yes, who can stand as true priests and proclaim the voice of God over their homes. Men that will take their place as priests over the church, over the community, over government. Let them take their place. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for truth, for justice, for equity, righteousness. Righteousness exalts this land. We thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening this morning. God bless you. Have yourself a wonderful day. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.